This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shinton. All right, everybody, it's time for another Dine Local San Diego podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shinton, and I got with me Brandy Reynolds, Joe Herman. They're going to talk about everything that's happening in the farmer's market. Later on in the podcast, we're going to get Mike Reedy in here. So I am super excited to talk to Chef Mike uh, about that and everything that they got going on over there. And But first, before we do that, we're going to do it like we ever, do every week and talk a little farmer's market. So Joe Herman, what is going on in the farmer's market? What's going on at the market? We are, we're deep into spring. Everything's just spring. Everything's blooming. Spring is sprung. It's green. Uh, all the peas, asparagus. So snap peas, English peas. Snow peas. And snow peas. Are right. you getting any of like, the purple snow purple peas? Purple snow peas from Coleman. Do they, now, uh, farm, family farm. So the question I get with those all the time is, sorry, my phone's ringing there. Oh, turn oh, that thing so off. so important. Yeah, I know. It's probably just I stayed recently at a Marriott, and they're going to hook me up with a special stay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll call them back later. Uh, but, okay, so we're talking about snap peas and the purple – or I'm sorry, snow peas, purple snow peas. Now, people always want to ask, does the color stay on those when you cook them? Eh, not really. Face. Not really. They so get that, mushy. Yeah. And so that would be like a good colors. raw application, maybe in salads, maybe right. like a, a super quick blanch mm-hmm. if you're going to do any sort of heat yeah. application to it. Just kind of throw them in at the end. Awesome. But yeah, I would use them fresh. And then snap Little. peas and English peas. So I had tried some English peas the other day. They were super, super sweet and delicious. How are they coming in? They're coming in good. So uh, those are from Valdivia, mm-hmm. which is you know just north here, Carlsbad. Uh, they're coming in good. They're sweet. They're good. They're a good size. You know, sometimes they're not. They're not huge. They didn't get overgrown, and mm-hmm. they get a little chalky and starchy. So they, they're still young and sweet. Cool. And what other green things are you seeing? Uh, green garlic, asparagus, spinach is kind of peeking its head back in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of Bloomsdale floating around. Also, the the pea vines, the the fava tendrils, all that stuff. So, Super lots cool. of flowers. Every arugula flowers, mustard flowers. What else, Brandy? All the flowers. All Even the, the flowers. pea tendrils have flowers right now. Right. Yeah. And then. Uh, just found out that cherries are going to be a week earlier, so they're projected for the 20th of so April So we've now. been talking about this cherry forecast yeah. for a while. Uh, and this is something that, you know, we, we, were, t- we were talking to uh, one of the growers out at Murray Family Farms, and uh, he actually plants the most varieties of cherries that we see. And so you've been in constant communication. And he's been what projecting a really good cherry season this year. So he's talking about lots of different varieties mm-hmm. and lots of availability. And originally we were talking about the 24th or 26th or something like that. And now he's moving it up to the 20th. Yeah. So that's just, yeah, that's what Mother Nature says now. Yeah. And uh, so we'll expect to get them in uh, and start selling those. Do you know what varieties we're going to see first? Or uh, I don't. I don't. It's. Always a surprise with Murray. It's a surprise, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know, right? He doesn't know. <laughs> but, yes, so we have that. That's happening. Um, we're just seeing other little – we saw some loquats. What is a – okay, loquat. I, that's something I'm unfamiliar with. Talk to me about a loquat. What's a loquat? A loquat <clears throat> – well, it's originally from uh, China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the size of a kumquat, right? But it's – what's up? Okay. 
producer da- vegan Danielle is yelling something inaudible through the glass. Yeah. Now she's making faces. <laughs> Apparently, but- there's nothing wrong. <laughs> but low quat, come quat. Now they're yeah. totally two totally different things, but they kind of look similar. So, uh, is that how the origin of the names came? The origin of the name came from this. So, low quat actually means black kumquat. Okay. And so when kumquats are unripe, they're like a dark green. But a loquat is not a kumquat. Loquat has no relation to it. It was a misinterpretation from a Chinese poet uh-huh. in a so poem, that's... and then that's how the name kind of became what it was. So it's... kumquat and loquat, completely so, unrelated. One yeah. is citrusy, orangey, and the other one I don't, what well, is a loquat. So a loquat <laughs> is a... Uh... Is it related to a date? Yeah, you'd think it would be, but I think I feel like it's related to an apple also. What? In a way, but Isn't so it's like the size. Giant but but it, in the middle? but it's also yeah, it's got ten of them, or ten little ovules. Yeah. Okay. See what you mean. Multiple seeds. Oh, okay. There it is. There's yes, a picture. Right. But it's got the. It looks like an apricot. It's got the yeah, flesh that's smooth like an apricot. The color of an apricot. Uh, they're sweet. Definitely that sourness going on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, strange fruit. Right. Tannic. They're going to be tannic. So, and they're used, you know, for jams and and jellies, and you can ice creams. I heard you bash uh, them with stuff super to bring ma- other in China. Very medicinal. They make tea out of them. They're great for high blood pressure and digestion. Cool. So now, is this something that grows locally? Yes. So being in San Diego, I was just at uh, a barbecue yesterday, and lo and behold, there's a kumquat tree right there in the yard. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, loquat tree. Now, don't lie, Joe. Was it a barbecue or was it a Game of Thrones theme party? It was a barbecue <laughs> <laughs> with Game of Thrones playing in the background. <laughs> No. Nobody dressed up. <laughs> no, how disappointing. Yeah. I heard the Night King was going to be there, Joe. Uh, winter is coming next year. <laughs> winter is here, Joe. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, loquats, you can find them around. They're foragable, and they're right in season right now. So if you see a loquat tree, you can grab one and try it for yourself, right? Yeah. Or come by Specialty Produce and check them out in the farmer's market. All right, guys. It is a sad and bittersweet end to uh, uh, Brandy Reynolds here on the podcast. This will be her last podcast episode because you got something else going on. What do you got going on, Brandy? Yes, I'm joining the crew at Soraya at Hotel Dell that Chef Jojo Ruiz is opening from Lionfish Pendry Group. So Soraya, it's going to be a brand new restaurant going into the Hotel Dell where 1500 Ocean used to be. Yes. Run by Chef Jojo Ruiz and Tony Torres. Mm-hmm. And you're going to come in as the pastry chef I hear, right? Yes, pastry and Sue. I get to do a little both. A little bit of both. Awesome. I'm well, I, you're going to be an excellent addition to their team. They're going to be lucky as heck to have you. And you'll be sorely missed around here. That is for sure. Thank you. So one last time, let's. what are you selling to these chefs, Brandy, and what are they using it for? So just like Joe said, flowers, flowers, flowers. Mm-hmm. We have buckets of them that we're bringing out on the farmer's market truck, which is aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But we even have peach blossoms, radish blossoms, and they come in different colors too. Like different varieties have different flowers, different blossoms. Just mm. like the broccoli, there's some white, some yellow flowers. And they even have like these little, I don't know, broccoli heads on them. So if you keep them in the water and you're walking, they'll keep blooming. They'll keep blooming. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the Whoa. buds will uh, bloom open. Yeah, uh, that's I have no idea. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Right. And uh, almost every chef that we have loves the coriander flowers. Jason Nib, Kelly Cassan of Lodge, Stephanie at Addison, uh, Chef David from Wrench. 
Ranch and Rodent, and uh, Chef Josh at Rancho Valencia. So pretty much everybody's jumping on the coriander flower train. All right. So that's definitely uh, another beautiful, beautiful flowering uh, thing for this time of year. Yes. They even come with seeds. <laughs> they come with little seeds the, so you can The use green them. coriander seeds that are like nice right. and spicy. And They're like cilantro pop rocks. Cilantro pop rocks. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brindy. Thank you. Appreciate you and all your time here. Best of luck in the future. Uh, stay tuned, and we'll get Mike Reedy in here from Ironside in just a second. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It is time for the main ingredient, and we are so lucky to have Chef Mike Reedy of Ironside over in Little Italy. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Ironside, it has really become a San Diego institution. Um, people ask me for restaurant recommendations all the time, and a lot of times people are looking for uh, – a, just a great restaurant, but B, seafood, because, uh, you know, we're right here, right on the water, and without fail, I always recommend Ironside, because I love what you guys going, got going on there. From menu design Thanks, to aesthetics of the restaurant, just a really, really beautiful property and just some incredible food. So, Chef, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about uh, the menu a little bit. What I, one thing that I really love about your guys' menu is its combination of classic seafood items, and yet you got the little fancy fish section with, uh, you know, some more plated and kind of developed right. and and more refined things. Tell me about your menu. Right. Um, I think first and foremost, um, it's about the customer, mm -hmm. and secondly, about what the fish wants sure um so talk to me about that what do fish want like it, I, it I, depends I think you're on the verge of talking about something here that right. i really believe in when it comes to food it depends on what the texture of the fish is and sometimes how big the fish is sometimes mm -hmm. a bigger fish you can't cook it with direct heat as, as much you need to cook it a little bit slower maybe start with a little bit of direct heat and then kind of like let it rest a bit so, uh, and then some fish like a tuna, right? You're just going to just real quick, just medium rare. You don't want to do too much to it. Yeah, so some fish you don't even want to cook. So, you know? you know, so is it fair to say when you get a catch in that, you know, you're inspecting the size. So do you know what size right. fish you're getting before stuff comes? Uh, or are you like, are you getting some like, <clears throat> what, okay. One fish I know that, that, that definitely applies to is grouper. Right? right, like yeah. especially that kind of the the local groupers that we get around yeah. here, uh, you know, a a ten pound fish eats different than a fifteen pound fish eats different totally. than a twenty twenty five pound. So fish. it's funny because Kelly Fukushima weather fisherman, he does the he has a three boys fishing vessel, mm -hmm. which I can go into a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit too, but you guys cool. deal directly with local fishermen. with him. Yeah, so okay. he called me this morning and he said he's got a. 130 pound black sea bass and so this this fish specifically it's a really old fish right so it's got a lot of connective tissue it's it's tougher um it's gonna cook differently than your like like two pound ludomere bronzino sure so um and it's gonna be like really tough so you gotta like sometimes we even like we're thinking maybe we should braise it or like do a tagine or just something different because you can't grill it yeah. and expect the customer to understand that it's going to be the same texture. Yeah. yeah. So you got to think it's, you know, we're at the mercy of the ocean, you know, and, um, I really, I really like working that way because you, and the things that the reason why is like, 
you get to use things that people don't really know about, you sure. know, um, one of them being like rock crabs. Let's talk about rock crabs. Rock crabs, sweet. It's like, they're like two or three bucks a pound and they're amazing and we get them live, uh-huh. you know, compared to like a Dungeness crab. Everybody knows Dungeness. Sure. Right? They're like And they're coming a little bit more from Northern California. Those are Northern, yeah. We, we don't get them too much down here, but, you know, there's like over 200 edible species in our ocean locally. Yeah, you know, and, and so the the rock crab is the one that we get kind of locally around here, and that's kind of like similar to like a Florida stone crab. I would say, yeah. Like kind of in size and shape, right. but a little bit different sweetness and texture. Totally. Uh, I mean, you make a, a bisque from that, or, you know, sometimes we'll steam them, mm-hmm. and we'll take the juice from the head and just make a little butter sauce, like a Bermonte with that. Ooh. Delicious. Sweet. Right? Super sweet. I mean, they're live crabs. You steam a live crab, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. You know? And just you get so much more flavor from the shell and the body so and just good. all goes into that. That's really cool. Right, yeah. So let's talk, talk continue about the sourcing. You guys now, you know, how are you? Are you getting all your fish from local fishermen? Are you get, where, where are you pulling all as, this stuff from? As much as we can. Um, and, yeah, we, we try to only buy from them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's fishing. And yeah. there's closures. There's closures to protect certain species, or we can't overfish them. Sure. Um, so we those are the things we have to deal with. Um, and then sometimes it's just not the season. So, yeah. um, so but, you're keeping that menu fluid to what the ocean is providing you. Right. Is, Weather is a huge thing. Is one of the things that's you know led to your reputation for having totally. outstanding quality seafood. It's not just. Okay, let's just get salmon and throw salmon on the menu every day yeah. um, because, you know, that's what's available and that's what I can get year-round. You're willing right. to go try the the different things that are, you know, only available seasonality or weather-wise or, you know, limited catch or quota-managed mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then you're kind of working the menu around, menu around that availability. Right. That's super cool. I've been quite lucky. The customers enjoy it, you know. and Sure. Uh, I th- I'm sure initially, uh, Ironside, there's people like, oh, you don't have salmon. What's what's up with that, you know? Yeah. But I think after they try all the different delicious local fish, they're, you know, they're into it. So what's the what's what's your favorite thing that you tried that you hadn't experienced before you started as the chef in Ironside? Um, probably opa. Yeah. I never cut an opa before. Uh-huh. Um, and it's super interesting fish. There's like four different types of meats meat on it yeah um super all kinds versatile. of different applications yeah. yeah they're big they yield a lot um they're not they're not terribly expensive which is which is great you know um when you're dealing with whole fish you're dealing with waste too so you gotta you know you gotta think about that sure when you're, when you're cutting them um yeah S- great smoked um you can do basically anything you want with them <laughs> totally <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah. So big things over at Ironside, uh, you know, coming into the summer, you guys start getting packed in there. Weather's nice. Beautiful thing to do is walk around Little Italy. Uh, and then, you know, you guys got that little outside patio and the big open front doors there to just take in all the sights and smells of Little Italy. It must be getting awesome there with the weather getting nice and everything. Right. Do you guys got uh, any events coming up? Or I know you guys do a lot of collaboration dinners um, and things like that. We have another one, another guest chef collaboration dinner on, I think it's the 9th and 10th of next month. Uh, and where would, I find inf- where would I find information on that? 
Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Follow uh, follow uh, Iron, Ironside on Instagram, and yeah. then we could also probably go to your website and get right, yeah. that other stuff too. Cool. Ironside, Ironside Chef. Ironside Chef. Yeah, Ironside Chef. And, chef and that's Chef Jason. Yeah. He's he's pretty uh, on fire with the Instagram stuff. So awesome! That's a good follow for everybody. Yeah, check it out. All right, Chef. Well, thanks for coming coming by today and talking to us about uh, seafood and of what's course. going on over at Ironside. Uh, you guys gotta go check out Ironside. It's in Little Italy. Thanks All for right. having me. Thanks, Chef, for coming in. All right, cheers. Uh-huh.